Hey everybody, it is Sunday, February 19th, 2023, and you are listening to Black Box Signal, the greatest video game podcast ever made. Don't look that up, but it's the best. Just just trust us. Uh, this week, I'm joined always by my co-host, Brandon Gaston. Hey, y'all. And I'm your host, Chase Johnson. I always never know who I'm going to introduce first. Am I going to do me? Am I going to do you? Well, you know, who knows, you know? You never know when you come here. At the same time. Right. Uh, somebody had a birthday this week. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody did. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but somebody did. Some Somebody on this podcast did. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> whose name rhymes with Landon. Um, <laughs> so happy birthday to Brandon. So that's cool. Um, Thanks, did you get, man. Did you, did you get anything cool? Did you at least get any good money so you could get some games maybe? Or did you get anything game related? Um honestly i didn't really get much of anything honestly uh which is fine by me i mean usually i'm just like don't get me anything anyway it's just my birthday um i, know I made, that, I made like, it one more trip trip around the sun without dying you know <laughs> right well my i know my brother got me something for disc golf so there there's that you know so all right so yeah i i haven't done a whole lot this week i know we both said we were going to stream and then like neither of us ended up streaming. So sorry, everybody. That's just life. I'm really hoping to get back to it this week. Um, probably with probably with season because that that's it. I've been so this week. I've just been in a wrestling rabbit hole again. Um, watching a lot of it, it's WrestleMania mania season, guys, um, guys and gals. Um, and yes, adulting does suck. Um, so I've been sucked into a lot of wrestling. Um, the elimination chamber was this weekend, which is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. So everything, everything was getting, is kind of getting to that final. Like if, you know, if there's anything close to a season finale in wrestling, it's WrestleMania. Uh, and then the next season starts the next night. Uh, uh, so it doesn't really stop. Um, even when you're not like. Like WWE is by far not my favorite promotion, but I feel even if WWE isn't your favorite promotion, anybody who's just like a pro wrestling fan pays attention around WrestleMania season because it's like the one time it's like, okay, you're going to get some surprise comebacks. Um, The Hall of Fame is then. So like you get to see like last year, Undertaker was the big inductee. So I I don't know who they're going to start announcing that probably tomorrow. I think they're going to start announcing the Hall of Fame. So um because they usually do like a couple of announcements each show and they have two shows a week so they'll they'll probably do that um well how was it was it at least good what on uh, the pay-per-view i didn't get to mm-hmm. i didn't actually watch the pay-per-view i just followed on twitter and get enough of it oh, okay. um i know that uh roman reigns retained the title which i kind of knew that was going to happen um because it would be too perfect for like roman reigns to be dethroned by Cody Rhodes since Cody Rhodes returned last year. I know um, a couple of my buddies in our Gloomhaven group were kind of talking about that, and I think the consensus is they're they're tired of him having the belt and they're ready to see somebody else. But he's such a good heel champion, and he's like the perfect one to build that around. And now it's like, yes, this is. It, I I agree though. If Cody doesn't beat him, then what the fuck are we doing? Like he's literally beaten everybody else on the roster. Who are you gonna who are you gonna bring back, bring in next? The Terminator? Like I mean, he's literally like if you're. I mean, we all know that wrestling's fake, but when you're building a guy up storyline wise, 
Roman has smashed everybody. He's smashed Brock Lesnar. He's smashed. They brought back Goldberg and he smashed him. Uh, the, he's beaten everybody. So who is like the only person he hasn't beaten? They brought back John Cena. He beat John Cena. Pretty much the only people he hasn't beaten are Cody Rhodes and The Rock. But The Rock is so busy in Hollywood that I I don't. He wanted to come this year, but I guess he ended up he had a scheduling conflict, so he wasn't able to to make it because it was originally the rumor was going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock because they're family members. Um, but well, you know, he got busy shooting Tooth Fairy Two. Right, and getting paid way more money to not get slammed around and thrown around. <laughs> yeah, no shot. Like, you know, you, you can hate The Rock, but you can't hate his hustle. That's that's for sure. Um, well, and that's kind of thing, too. Like, even though he's good at what he's doing with the belt, like, you don't want to sit on him too long, right? Because then it's going to get it's going to get stagnant and you don't want that. Well, OK, here's my two schools of thought. Man, we're really going to wrestling on this one, but <laughs> I'm cool with it. The the thing is, is it, it work doesn't work for a baby face. That's why Hogan started getting booed before he turned heel um, because they were sick of seeing him. But it works when you're a heel because Ric Flair was champion for a long time, but he was a heel. So then it turned into, oh, I just want to see this guy get this his ass beat and finally lose. And time and time yeah. again, he finds a way, whether it's he legitimately wins or most of the time because he's a heel. You know, and Roman Reigns has this whole faction that's all his family members. It's his cousins. He's got uh, three brothers that are his cousins. And then another guy that was helping him out for a while. And then Paul Heyman was the manager mouthpiece. So they could kind of like, so every time, mm-hmm. even if you had Roman beat, the blood, his group was called the Bloodline. The Bloodline would come out and ensure that he would still stay. Ch- it's kind of like when Hogan was champ with the NWO. He never really mm-hmm. won legitimately most of his matches. He usually has some sort of outside help. But that's what makes this run so great is it works for heels because then it's like, oh, who's going to stop this guy? We need somebody to finally right. stop this guy versus a baby face where it's just like, I like him, but I'm sick of seeing him. But right. You, you love to hate him kind of a that's thing. That's the yeah, point. I get if, it. You, if you hate the heel, they are doing their job properly. That is literally what they're what they're paid to do. That that. Yeah. And. I still think they're the more interesting wrestling characters, honestly. Oh, de- oh, sh- like definitely. When you're younger and don't under, and you're still not like, God, this is gonna make me sound so bad. Smart to the business, and I don't even want to say I'm smart to the business, but I'm smarter than your average fan, I guess you'd say. Um, you root for the good guys when you're younger, but when you get bad, older, you're like the bad guys are what make the stories interesting. They mm-hmm. always do. Like you can't have a good, you can't have a good batman without a good joker like for sure for sure 100 percent agree yep uh well we got to stop talking about wrestling we talk about wrestling way too much in this <laughs> podcast and there's more to talk about in the news section so we'll get there <laughs> um but so what what have you been doing gaming wise this week well i didn't stream like i wanted to but i did get a good chunk of tactics ogre taken down um we officially moved on into chapter four so we are final chapter bound um as with most games um of this caliber of nature even though you finish the story the game ain't over there's plenty of other stuff to do um it's been cool um i like that they have like unique characters or whatever and some of them have unique classes that can't be attained by other characters, which I thought is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, usually you kind of got to go out of your way to um, acquire said characters. Uh, 
notably, I picked up a character called Ozma, which if anybody listening or watching has ever played Final Fantasy Tactics, when I say TG Sid, Thunder God Sid, you know who I'm talking about. Guy is like, you get him right out the rip, even not even fully skilled up, better than any other character you get in the game. <laughs> and that's Ozma. Ozma is literally female Thunder God Sid. Like, she is, starts with incredible stats. She's tanky, has almost nothing but good skills in her unique job class, which is Knight Commander. Um, she's pretty cool. She uses whips uh, and or she can use whips. That's her starting thing that she has. And it's unique to her because she has a special whip move that nobody else gets. But I was like, nah, I got rid of her whip, gave, gave her two daggers, and she just, like, raffle stops people pretty bad. So <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, I also got this other guy I thought was pretty unique that I think you'd be interested in. So when you meet this dude in a cutscene, he's like a drunk on this, like, pirate island. And, like, you have to save him because these guys are going to beat him up. And he goes by, like, um, Diego or something like that. Well, then it turns out he's actually, like, uh, like Azela or something like that. I can't remember what his actual name is. But he's, like, some Dreadlord pirate, apparently. And you can recruit him, so I got him. He's, like, a buccaneer class, so he uses a sword. And he's got, like, a flintlock pistol, which, you know, everybody's like, ooh, flintlock pistol. But this is, like, they medieval time. This is medieval time, Flintlocks dude. I've always looked cool. <laughs> any sort of gun at this point in time is like just OP, you know? Yeah, yeah, friggin' overpowered. So, yeah, it's been pretty cool. The story has been really good. Spoiler alert for anybody. Skip ahead just a few minutes. But so in the game, you start out and it's you and your sister. Well, obviously, there's got to be that plot twist dynamic. Turns out your sister isn't your sister. She's actually the daughter of the now deceased king that he had with one of his handmaids. Because that's how it happened. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cheated on his wife, the queen, with one of her handmaids, got her knocked up. Right. Kind of a deal. Yep. And so they were like basically trying to use her like as like the mouthpiece kind of like thing, like, oh, you know. We've got the rightful princess in tow. Blah, blah, everybody's like, oh, well, f- terrible. And you genocide people and stuff, but sure, we'll go along with it because you've got the princess supporting you, kind of a jazz. So <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, some of those fights have been downright, dude. Like, I wanted to pull my hair out. And anybody that knows me knows I have not very much hair left to pull out. Like, <laughs> if you're watching the video form of this podcast, yeah, I mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there ain't much up there. Um, but yeah, like this one fight downright, like I took me like five tries, and on the fifth try, I finally beat it. And like I like stuff to be challenging, but like that was to the point where like it was like hope crushing, you know. But once I beat it, man, I was so stoked. I was like, Yeah, yeah. right. You know, kind of a jazz. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it so far. If I were to rate this right now, I'd give this probably like a solid four out of five already. Like it's it's been really good. It's been fun. It's been enjoyable. Like they really did a good job. Not just like doing like a just a straight over port from one system to another. Like they really polished this off, changed 
like updated the mechanics and stuff. It's it's very well done, I think. Myself myself personally. So nice. Nice. And you said you think you'll you'll be done with it by next podcast or podcast after that or possibly don't want to put pressure on you. We know how bad I am, but (laughs) (laughs) possibly at least within the next two podcasts I'll probably be done because I'm just like hooked and I can't stop playing it again. So Okay. It's been it's been fun. Okay. And then it looks like you also put down the last of us episodes. Uh it's been a little bit. We didn't talk about it last week. Uh so I'm gonna yeah. have to reach into my memory a little bit because I watched them uh and we're caught up and you kind of just got caught up. Um where do you we don't have to go too crazy into spoilers or anything, but what do you think of like I think of a good topic to talk is like what do you think of the state of the show right now? Um I think it's great. I think it's going really well. They're doing a great job with it. So like I get pumped every week to to watch the next episode because like so far like even the kind of like that I guess I guess if you want to go with the term filler filler ish episodes they're still interesting they're not boring you know so that's good um yeah. it's it keep it keeps you interested you know yeah I think it's still doing pretty good I still think like the third episode was still like peak for me right now um although the last episode was still pretty good we finally got to see the bloater so that was that was cool um yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so that was cool um but uh i still think that third episode with bill is still probably the strongest episode so far writing wise um it'll be interesting to see uh tonight now that they're going to be almost two-thirds of the way through the first game kind of looks like where they're gonna be picking up because they're gonna be picking up in wyoming in the winter and if you remember that game was in seasons oh um, yeah and that was kind of like the the spring was the, i believe spring was the final chapter so because it went summer sp- summer fall winter and then spring was, i think you're right so, i think you're right so that would put us like i said about two third two thirds ish way through the through the first game um so i think they're going to be sticking pretty hard to the whole um first game be being the first season yeah. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um especially what's coming up. Um yeah. I'm I like it so far still. Um we'll have to see though cuz <laughs> that second game, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I see and I wasn't privy to that song. I couldn't really weigh in on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We won't go there yet. Yet. <laughs> but definitely, I agree with you. That dude, that seeing the bloater come up from the ground, I dude, I didn't even have to see it. I just heard the sound, and I got so freaking hyped. I was like, "Oh, yep, here it comes." And my mom's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Just wait, you'll you'll find out. Like, you'll you'll know. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about here in a minute." Right, right. Um, yeah. I the other, I mean, I don't have much more to say than that. Uh, I was, I didn't get to catch up on it in time this week but um the near anime took a little bit of a break and then i just saw this morning on crunchyroll that they aired the next episode because i had the first three episodes done and i was waiting for episode four for almost like two or three weeks it seems like um but it's finally on now i just haven't had a chance to watch it but i plan on getting back to that um i just i'll probably squeeze it in tonight or maybe tomorrow um so i'll be able to talk about that maybe on the next podcast um I did before we started this podcast. Um, I uh got God of War Ragnarok like a while ago, 
Um, and I actually let Brandon borrow it, and he finished it before me because I got about halfway through it, and then Crisis Core happened. Um, <laughs> so oh, I kind of so good. I, I kind of set it aside, but I just got back to it. Um, it took me like maybe like one thing I want to say about, and this isn't a complaint on God of War because it's it's a kind of endemic of any game. Um, I wish some games would have like not necessarily tutorial, but a hey, I've seen you been away from this game for like a few months. Or, or like a like at least thirty days. Here's a quick little re- refresher of this. Does this mm-hmm. like just while you're going through? Because it took me a little bit to get my God of War legs back. Um, just from playing other stuff. But uh, I got through the next chapter. Uh, I got that weapon. That that third weapon. Spoilers for oh, people. Oh yeah. So I got yeah, that. What'd you, what'd you think of that? Um, I haven't <laughs> used too much of it yet, but it's it's cool. I like I like yes. like the way it is. Yeah, I just I got it and got to the end of that level. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I just played enough like right before the pod today to kind of just just a just a touch more. Um, but yeah, that that game is still playing pretty well. Um, it we'll we'll have to talk about it more when we finish because I think we're both gonna maybe have our final thoughts on God of War Ragnarok, even though that game's been out for a little bit. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, I'm hoping to have that finished, if not by the next podcast, the podcast after. Um, because Chase finished a game. Chase finally finished Crisis Core. Oh, yeah. We need to have a round of applause for Chase for yes, finally yes, yes, finishing. Yes. I need to start programming, like, cheesy sound effect buttons into my stream deck so we can have, like, you know, round of applause or just really dumb stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. the disturbed, <laughs> you know, um, even though I hate disturbed. Um, yeah, so that game uh ended pretty strongly. I mean, it ended like like the PSP one. It's pretty faithful. Um, final bosses were pretty tough, although still Sephiroth was the hardest fight, even though there was three boss fights after that. Um. <laughs> uh but like fighting genesis was 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 a little tough and then uh who was it um god what is his name it's not hojo it's the other doctor i don't know why his name is escaping me right now but you fight him um and hollander that's who it is hollander and then director lazard gets kidnapped and they both get turned into like mako freaks and (laughs) like Mm. get turned into like um like degrading monsters because that's what's kind of the whole thing's about is that uh all the other soldiers in the soldier program up until zach cloud and sephiroth all of them are degrading um like they're really strong right now but they're eventually going to degrade and die so the the whole game is like all these people betraying soldier that you wouldn't think would betray soldier because they realize that they're, they're degrading and their government's like doing nothing or their their company's doing nothing for them. So they're kind of taking matters into their own hands. Um, that's kind of the overall Shinra plot. Better health insurance, jeez. Well, you'd think Shinra would be giving them good health insurance, but <laughs> it's in Shinra, bro. Yeah. You think you think a company that makes a lot of money. Things like as this yeah. being a theme on the podcast. <laughs> oh man, um, they're so, slowly sucking the planet dry. You think they give quality right, health right. care? No. But yeah, so the game ended pretty well. I thought for a minute they were gonna try to like tweak the ending to kind of fit in with like the remake, but I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm kind of glad they remained faithful. And I always do love the post credit sequence in that game where it's Cloud landing on the train, 
in Midgar at the opening of Final Fantasy VII, it literally says, story will be continued in Final Fantasy VII. And it's like, nice. yeah. So like, so like you just, even though you, you know, old game, but it's like just that little fan service nod. That, that, that's always kind of cool. Whatever. I don't care how old that game is. That is one of the best intros to a game ever. He fucking flips off the train. Yep. And it's just like, all right, time to do your job. Time okay, to come, time to commit some eco terrorism. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, so overall, uh, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, definitely pick it up. If you're, you know, kind of new to the series and thought that maybe remake was a little too systems heavy, this is like remake. Like I said at the beginning, this is like remake light. It's very easier, a lot easier to get into then remake um as More far as like a system yeah because you're only controlling one party member um you only have like a certain amount of abilities to deal with um you still have to kind of quick equip materia in and out uh but other than that you, you know especially just having to worry about it with one person um it makes it a lot easier a lot more manageable um yeah but i guess the next final fantasy game i'll be getting into is strangers of paradise final fantasy origins the prequel to one so That'll be the next one that I will get into after I finish God of War. I have that sitting in the back pocket. Um, next little topic I have here that I just kind of brought up just for the heck of it um, that we could discuss maybe. Uh, we won't say what is the best because best is you're just going to, you can't quantify Subjective. You can't quantify that. Yeah, exactly. So I figured we could discuss what you can, and you can mention more than one. Um and how each one impacted you maybe but what is or just talk through like what is your favorite console generation my favorite console generation um god that's kind of hard <laughs> yeah that's uh, why i said we can just this is just to open a discussion a little bit because i'm kind of torn right like i absolutely like initially i was just gonna write instantly say super nintendo so super nintendo um, sega genesis because those are the two out at the time too big ones. To me, yeah. to me, it I'm kind of torn between that and kind of like the PS1, PS2 generation because I do well, enjoy that's two those. different generations too. Because PlayStation One, it was PS1, Sega yeah. Saturn, and N64, and then the PlayStation Two was PlayStation Two, Dreamcast, original Xbox, and GameCube. So. Yeah, it's it like that's why I'm gonna go with Super Nintendo, I guess, because. PS1 and PS2 is kind of really close for me, like too close to really choose between the two of them. So I'd go with the Super Nintendo just because, uh, for one, I mean, that was the console I grew up on. That's like my childhood console. I mean, we had the NES, but really like my fondest memories were from the SNES era. Like I can remember saving up lunch money, allowance money until I had enough. And then I begged my dad to take me to the store and I bought, uh, Link to the past with my own money. It was the first game I ever bought with my own money. I still own it to this day. It's right in my bedroom next door with my original SNES, everything. Like, um, had a lot of good games. The controller was solid. You know, you had Zelda, you had Super Mario Brothers, you had right. a bunch of fighting games. Zero. Uh, yep. You had a lot of really Mortal stellar, Kombat um, started there. A lot of stellar RPGs on that era, too. You know, um, Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, a bunch of Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy VI, which 
I dare say is the best Final Fantasy game, in my opinion. And That's I've not an uncommon opinion. Um, it, it, yeah, people it, pretty much say it's either seven or six. Those are the kind of the two that get thrown or or mm-hmm. 14. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's got a really good catalog. You know what I mean? And you know what I remember the most? The super scope, dude. I was going to say, you, was, no one, if everybody's listening, they're not going to see that. But yeah, he held his arms up like a scope. The super yeah, scope. the old super scope. And boy, I'll tell you what. That thing, you barely used it for anything other than the super scope cartridge that came with it. And it's kind of like trivial, cheesy, arcade game style things that you play with it. Okay. But I remember ha- having that thing but, and thinking it was so cool. But what about this? What about the thing that really destroyed your eyes? The virtual boy. That hooked up to the Super Nintendo that was like just like the thing that looked like a VR headset, but it was just like a red screen inside of there, like a black and red screen. I didn't have one, but like one of my babysitters had one. And I just remember mm, thinking I to didn't myself, have one either. I just remember thinking to myself, like, this was their virtual reality thing at the time. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, this must have been terrible for your eyes because you were essentially shooting like, <laughs> like it wasn't exactly like shooting the same frequency colored red of like a laser pointer, but it was pretty damn close. And it was just like a bunch of those lines, like a bunch of those scan lines, just like, okay, this cannot be. I remember playing, I remember playing Mortal Kombat 1 on the Virtual Boy, and they were like black and red. Like it was like the how the Game Boy, original Game Boy didn't have any colors. It was the black lines with that green. It was black and red. And it was just like, I was like, this cannot be good for your eyes. There's no way. Um, They're looking back on it now, and all the kids from that generation are grown up and have like deteriorated eyesight. And they're like, you know. Probably that probably wasn't our most stellar idea. Probably why Nintendo hasn't gotten back into VR since. Um, <laughs> I, you know, Slick, our friend Slick, he, um, he had the, it was the, um, it looked like a cartridge, but it had a spot in there you could put Game Boy games into and then play them on the Super Nintendo on your TV. That was kind of cool. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. And they did that too with like uh, the N64 and the GameCube. They kind of kept that going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they still did that. Well, I guess now they have the Switch, so I guess it's all in one thing. But, man, if I could, like, plug my 3DS games and my DS games into something, like, that would be so rad. Um, Mm -hmm. I am actually kind of torn on this one. Uh, I know what my answer is going to be, but I had to think of, like, my memories as, as, like, a quote-unquote gamer. Um, I played Sega Genesis a lot. That was, like, my first, like, one that I played a bunch um and then the playstation one was really really big for me i remember playing uh wait we'll go back a little bit i remember playing a really bad fighting game for the sega cd called eternal champions and i just remember it having like really ridiculous like quote-unquote fatalities they were called overkills and sudden deaths i should send you the video of it (laughs) but because it's not a good fighting game at all Uh, but like the 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 fatalities and stuff were kind of cool uh, and it was for Sega CD, so like the attachment to the Sega Genesis. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of obscure. But uh, then the PlayStation One was really big. Uh, like Tekken was really big for me. Uh, Bushido Blade, please make another Bushido mm-hmm, Blade. Please, the good please, stuff. Please. I'm whispering right now. Please make another Bushido Blade, please. Um, <laughs> I I I love Bushido Blade, Twisted Metal One and Two especially. Like I love, I played jam. so much Twisted Metal too, so much Twisted Metal too, and then obviously Final Fantasy, uh, with like seven and eight and nine, uh, oh. and then wasn't didn't Tactics also come to 
PlayStation at yeah, some point? Tac- Tactic was on PlayStation, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, because it was Tactics and Tactics Advance. I played it on Advance. Uh, I never played the one on PlayStation, but um, but it had all those, so that, that was awesome. Oh, Intenshu started on the PlayStation, I believe. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day at work. Um, oh, yeah. yeah how, bad, uh, how bad the voice acting. So. I am dying. No, I am dying. Best voice acting yeah. ever. You can't forget the best PlayStation game ever. My fondest memories of coming over to your place as a kid. Wild 9, baby. Wild 9. Throwing, oh. Throwing the enemies into, like, the meat grinders and stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. That game was awesome. Or the, or the two uh, level that like you were skydiving through a space tube so you just had to yep. like slam them into the walls as you're like free falling and then hopefully you in, mm-hmm. and pull your chute before you hit the ground or whatever yeah um but that was probably actually my second favorite generation my first favorite generation i will have to say that i have the fondest memories of is the ps2 original xbox and gamecube generation um because I think it's the last time that a lot of companies took chances and studios took chances at just making whatever. Like we got Final Fantasy 10, we got Final Fantasy 12, we got Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um we got a slew of actually really good to decent anime games. Like we got the two Full Metal Alchemist games that Square Enix made that were actually really good. Um that's when you started seeing a lot more of like the anime fighters like you started seeing a lot of the Dragon Ball like Budokai games and uh you got uh I think that was when like you got the first like Naruto fighting games too was on the PS2. Um and then <laughs> this is really going to nerd me out but they had a lot of really good Gundam games like really good Universal Century OG Gundam games. Um it had my favorite one was Mobile Suit Gundam Zionic Front because it actually played like a rainbow, like an old school Rainbow Six like tactical game. You had to like command units while being in a unit yourself. Oh, okay. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then I mean it gave birth to Nier because I had Drakengard one. Um, <laughs> so that, that obviously I'm gonna be like, yeah, looking back at that, that was really cool. But then like the GameCube was super solid. Like I vividly remember the PS. I could go to sleep and I remember the PS2 and GameCube startup sounds so much and i just i loved my playstation 2 to death uh and you got like the grand theft autos on there uh the wrestling games were good just overall i think that system and then i mean on the xbox side you got halo halo was huge and fable um oh yeah like fable was such a big deal Halo. i played so much halo one and two and i played so much fable Ooh, and the um the Star Wars Jedi Knight series came to console because uh Jedi Knight Jedi Academy was on Xbox and Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast. Yeah. Um those were really good Star Wars games. Oh my those god, really Jedi good. Academy. Jedi Academy was so much I know people like Jedi Outcast better, but I love Jedi Academy. It was so good. So did I. Like you just grip people and just whip them. And and you use the thumbstick to swing your lightsaber, the right thumbstick. Yep. Like, but and it had a multiplayer mode. To where you could have like a team deathmatch because it went back and forth between like first person and lightsaber mode. Yeah. So you could like be shooting with guns. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt so much like Quake or like Unreal Tournament. Like, and mm-hmm. Unreal Championship also. That was like the first time like Unreal made its like big jump to console. So there's like a lot of good stuff. Metal Gear Solid 2, which arguably, in my opinion, is the best Metal Gear Solid, um, is on the PlayStation 2. I mean, just. Oh, I could go on and on about like just take me back to that time. Like that was like I don't know. For me, that was peak. That was peak. That was peak, John. You hear me? Love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I put these little yeah. tidbits in here because he's like our he's like our pseudo editor. Like I do all the actual editing, but I'm the one that's like every week we're like, hey John, how did it sound? Did, did we sound good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. We love you, John. <laughs> but yeah, those are that is definitely like, and then like after that though, if you think about it, then we got into the 360 PS3 generation, and that's when like the B tier game kind of disappeared. Like, and then you just had kind of triple A and then like the smaller arcadey indie games like and that's mm-hmm. why indie games i think have gotten better because they've kind of filled that void of like uh like uh let's say the warriors the video game the based on the warriors movie which is actually a really good video game um that rockstar made like we don't get stuff like that anymore enter the matrix the enter the matrix video game which a lot of people didn't like but i did um <laughs> path of neo was bad but enter the matrix i thought was good um <laughs> <laughs> really i steered away from those so I did you say. i i don't know man i had a lot of fun with enter the matrix maybe it's because like you could just type in a bunch of codes to have like infinite bullet time so <laughs> that made it fun i think i steered away from that because i think my brother had like a matrix game on his computer or something he said it wasn't very good said it was really hard and you got you died a lot and i was like yeah no <laughs> yeah but yeah th- um yeah Console generations. Bring them back. Okay, don't really bring them back. Make this generation last a long time, please. How about that? For my wallet. Yeah, just just take chances. Take some more chances, yeah, dude. And that. Let's take some more chances. Like give us give us those juicy stuff. You know, I mean, yeah, you're gonna fail, but like every once in a while you take a chance and you get those those <laughs> gems, dude, that just like last a lifetime. Yokotaro failed four times before getting to near automata people just saying see <laughs> see all right well that's pretty much all we got for the week of that of what we've been up to uh i guess we can go ahead and get into the news it's gonna be kind of a light podcast sake so we don't have a ton of news um first story that i have here is microsoft confirms that uh game pass cannibalizes sales of games and this is according to gameindustry.biz um, Xbox maker tells UK CMA it expects titles to see a decline in base sales for at least a year following the inclusion into the subscription service. Um, which to me just kind of reads like, duh. Um, if a game is on yeah. Game Pass, you're not going to buy it. Um, unless like that game gets removed from Game Pass and then you're like, oh, well now I'll pick, cause sometimes games only stay in Game Pass for like a few months and then they're out. Um, so, but I could see somebody also like me would probably if like if i had something like game pass despite how i've been on this podcast so far i'd probably try to get through the game as quick as possible and then when by the time it's off game pass i'm already done with it um yeah but also the fact that they were telling this to the uk uh c what was it the the cma uh and right now they're dealing with the whole trying to buy uh activision and coming up with reasons why hey look we don't make as much money as you think you know it's not going to be that big of a deal if we buy activision uh, I kind of take this a little bit with a grain of salt, too, that like they they might be making it seem worse than it actually is. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, I'm with you. Like when I read that on the on the note, I was just like kind of laugh like, well, I mean, that's that's obvious. Um, I don't think it's probably nearly as bad as they claim it is. But I mean, obviously, yeah, if if you're paying whatever X amount a month or a year for Game Pass, obviously, you're going to be spending less money buying physical copies of games unless, for example, it's 
a game you really like and you want like they offer a cool special edition or collector's edition with a cool steel book now they did like, say uh, that it leaves people more open to like pay for add-ons for a game that they might get on game pass which i can see that if you got a game for free on game pass yeah. you might be more likely to like engage in the microtransactions of that game because you didn't spend mm-hmm. it but um yeah but yeah so i don't uh, that doesn't really surprise me and also like those developers don't ever say it really hurts them like because microsoft pays for them to be on game pass so if it wasn't financially good for the studios making the game i don't think they do it right right so i don't think it really affects that end of it it just might affect the revenue that microsoft directly makes um which who cares <laughs> i mean uh um, next story, uh, kind of a smaller one, one that we're probably not going to touch too big on because we're not big sports guys. Um, EA is paying, this comes uh, via Kotaku, um, EA is paying uh, $588 million for the rights to the English Premier League. Um, if you haven't been following, like EA was making the FIFA games for a really long time. Well, they lost the FIFA license. So now they're trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do with their next soccer game. And this looks like their solution is that they're going to be moving forward with the deal with the Premier League. Um, not too much else to say on that. Do you got really much to add to that? I, I figured this would be kind of a small story. No, not really. I mean, what is it, a soccer game? I mean, of all sports games, the soccer game's really not going to excite me because I don't like soccer in general, period. Yeah. It does make, I will say that uh, you'd think Madden would make them the most money, but because soccer is more popular outside of the U.S., uh fifa makes them a fuck ton of money oh Um, i'm sure dude outside of the u.s like or as they call it football yeah like yeah dude it's huge like all over germany all those freaking people eat that shit up they they call it football because it makes more sense that that is called football than our fucking football just saying well that's that's true (laughs) i'll uh 100 give them that (laughs) like at least it makes fucking sense um but no, it makes them a lot of money. So the fact that they were like, they had to pivot and think of something else to kind of satisfy the audience that comes to them like every year for a FIFA game or whenever a FIFA game comes out, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, $588 million, though, for that. I'm wondering, well, so if they lost the rights to FIFA, does that mean we're just, they're never getting FIFA games anymore? Or did somebody else buy it out? Oh, let me see. I, I don't know who if FIFA is being made by anybody else or if they're going to be, I just think they're done with EA. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to say, cause hopefully at least somebody else picks it up. Cause that's a bummer for those people that love that type of game, you know, knowing that like, Oh, well they lost it. Now we're never going to get, no, you know what I mean? Like that kind of would suck. Yeah. I was trying to scan through this article a little bit and it doesn't say anything about, it's mostly about the premier leagues deal with EA mm-hmm. um, and not sure. FIFA. So it's just saying that, Hey, EA and FIFA's relationship is done. Um, and that's that's that pretty much. Um, and and that came, sorry, those last two articles I need to cite my sources here were gameindustry.biz and Kotaku. Um the next one comes from Polygon. It's kind of a little follow-up on the story for uh it's just a f- small follow-up on uh Zelda Tears of the Kingdom being $70. Um and I just oh, wanted we, we were touching on that, yeah. Yeah, we were touching on that. Um I need to find the quote here. Um, they were asked if that this would be the price going forward. Uh, and basically, where is it? It was right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we determined the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case by case basis. 
So at least there's a little bit of like we don't we shouldn't expect every Nintendo to be like the game to be like this going forward, but I'm a little skeptical. I don't know what do you think. Sounds like it's just an excuse for them to price hike whenever they feel like it, you know? Like, okay, I don't see every game going up, but like the next Mario. That's gonna be seven. Oh, you yeah, like you like that's what I'm saying. Like they'll the the, you know next Pokemon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next really anticipated game like that, or like a classic like Oh, we're making a new Donkey Kong game. We're going to hike it up to $70. I could see maybe Donkey Kong maybe being 60 still, but like Metroid, 70. Like anything that's like big, 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 like on the level of like Zelda at least. Like I could definitely see Mario for yeah. sure. Mario Kart could go back and forth, but like, you know, like a lot of the, maybe Animal Crossing, if they did another Animal Crossing, um, might still be 60. But I could definitely see like their big marquee games from here going forward being $70 because oh, like yeah. we kind of talked about, like, they probably don't view like their game being and Zelda being any worse than a God of War, and that's selling for seventy. So why wouldn't they sell their big marquee Zelda game for seventy, and think it's not worth seventy? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just saying, you know that you know there's, you know, not every game going forward, at least according to this Polygon report, uh, is going to be, not every single game is going to be seventy dollars going forward, which we we will see. Um, yeah we'll see That's we'll, we'll see I, I like at. i said i it, i'm not saying every game makes me think okay maybe small maybe like the next splatoon if there's another splatoon maybe that 60 um and then like but like i said like mario you gotta know that mario is at least mario the next mario is gonna be 70 like 100 oh yeah for sure um next story also comes from polygon uh, uh the division two is new season is delayed because the devs broke the game um basically somehow uh tom clancy's division 2 got so messed up as the developers were preparing for its next update that that the 2019 game cannot be updated um i don't know the particulars of this i uh, it's a lot of like programming jargon uh but basically something happened to where like something broke in one of their systems and now they can't update the game at all they were planning like new dlc for that game and according to this polygon article uh Oh, here's the actual tweet. This came out on Twitter. It's loading. Give me one second here. This is funny. I didn't think I had a tweet. Sounds like a last week we shared the news. Yeah, last week we shared the news that we delayed the delayed due to a localization issue. This past Sunday, in the process of creating an update which would resolve this issue, we encountered an error that brought down the build generation system for the Division Two. What? How does that happen? (laughs) <laughs> like i said bad string of code or something i guess I don't like know. you must have, like i don't know what do you think about that that just that seems kind of i mean i know it's a little bit of an older game and i don't play the division but but they hit you with the oops my bad like right. <laughs> what what is that yeah yeah how does that happen I, don't know. I mean i don't know i'm not a programmer so i don't i don't know but that's almost as bad as like okay so we went to update the game last night and it turns out we wiped the disc clean so you can't even play the game anymore yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. whoopsie uh yeah i went to click load save file and i accidentally hit delete right uh so yeah not nothing too big there um Kind of a bigger story for the next one. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, for the first time uh, since it launched, the PS5 led U.S. console sales in January. Um, and 
yeah, that's the first time that it actually outsold the Switch because the Switch has been more readily available. Um, so what we talked about, the consoles starting to show up in places, maybe that's starting to help. Maybe we're starting to see that. Um, so Sony, uh, here on Video Games Chronicle, uh, this is also citing the NPD numbers, which we're going to go over the NPD numbers next. Um, Sony's console topped the hardware rankings in both unit and dollar sales with Switch second across both measures and Xbox Series X and S in third place. Um, so yeah, I, it looks like the supply chain issues might be getting solved. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I've been seeing a lot more posts on Facebook from a couple different people saying like, Hey, I've seen some PS5s here. I've seen some PS5s here. So I think you're right. I think they're starting to become a little bit more readily available. So I can definitely foresee those sales peaking up like that now. Yeah, and I know when we read that story initially, what, two podcasts ago about them increasing the supply, it was like a little bit of a, I believe it when I see it, but mm -hmm. numbers don't lie. Um, so that that tells me that they're starting to, at least on the Sony front, get control of their supplies. I still haven't seen any Series Xs or Ss in the wild, um, the Xboxes, um, but I have, been, I have been starting to see PlayStation 5s myself. Like, I was at a Target like a week ago and I saw two. Um, and two of the disc versions, not the digital ones. So that was kind of mm. surprising. Um, next, numbers, because everybody loves numbers. We're going to look at the uh, NPD numbers for January. Um, and this is just for, yeah, just for January 2023. Uh, top 10 games were uh, at number 10, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, does that really surprise anybody uh, that that's still selling pretty well? Um, nope. One Piece Odyssey as at number nine. Um, God of War Ragnarok, number eight, Forspoken at number seven, uh, Elden Ring at number six, Fire Emblem Engage uh, was number five, FIFA 23 was number four, Madden, N or Madden NFL 23 was number three, uh, Dead Space was number two uh, in sales, no, I'm not surprised. and number one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, which that also not a surprise, not a surprise. Um, anything that stands out to you in this list that I mentioned? I'm surprised Forspoken is that high because I've heard nothing but sadly bad things about that I haven't game. played it myself. I played the demo, and I was not impressed. Yeah, well, that's the general consensus that I've read. It's like a lot of people were like overhyped, blah, blah, blah. And you it, know? Came out, it came out in January, so it could have been like these are just the sales numbers. It would be interesting to see next month when we get the NPD numbers. Maybe this is something we need to look at month to month is the NPD numbers. Just to see, like, okay, how is it doing this month? Um, Elden yeah. Ring still being number six. That's kind of impressive. Because this came out, like, this time last year, didn't it? Like, it came out in January last year? Or was it February? Um, Something like that. It's been out for a while. Um, It's a solid game. I still have friends that are begging me to... to re put it back in my playstation and play with them again and i'm like bro i'm retired like i'm retired from and that game the one that surprised me too was one piece odyssey despite how you i know you're not a huge one piece guy but the fact that any anime game in, tw in our year of our lord 2023 is charting that's fucking cool <laughs> that really surprised me actually i mean yeah it's like nine it's not super high but the fact that an anime game is on the top 10 sales. Wow. Right, right. Mind blowing. That, that must be to, uh, now they did say the overall sales were kind of down. Cause I don't think we had like, like last January we had Pokemon Arceus and Elden ring, I think. So you had two big bangers come out. 
this time around was like Fire Emblem was the release was a new release on here. Forspoken was a new release on here. Everything else was already previously out. Oh, and Dead, oh, Space. Dead Space. But like Modern Warfare Two was already out. Um, FIFA was already out. Madden was already out. So, um, yeah, that definitely surprised me. That and I'm just happy to see that Fire Emblem Engage beat Forspoken. Like <laughs> that it's it's two spots ahead of it. It's in, it's in the top five. So I'll take that. Hey. <laughs> um. This one I know is going to excite you a little bit. This comes from Kotaku. Um, Dead Island 2 is due, uh, which <laughs> was originally yes. announced in 20 yes. fucking 15 is now coming out a week early on 421 on April 21st. Um, oh no, it was announced in 2014 and was supposed to release in 2015. We are now in 2023. <laughs> And that game is finally going to come out. Almost 10 years later. That's right. close enough. Right. Uh, I mean, shoot, I'm not a Dead Island person, so I'll let you talk. <laughs> dude, I don't know how. Did you never not play it? Like, are you real? Okay, dude, but are you really that excited if it's been in the oven for this long and it was supposed to, like, it just kept getting kicked down, uh, down the game? Amen. I'll play it. I'll it doesn't worry it. you? I don't even care. No. I, it's making no. me, it's giving me cyberpunk vibes, dude. When it was like, it's coming I out here, and then it's not. Don't say that. Then it's don't not, say that. And then it's not. And then it's not. Don't say that. It was don't supposed to. That, it was, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. It was supposed to come out in 2015. It was supposed I know. Like I'm a little worried. It, like you said, it's been baking in the oven for a while. It was released um, as a PS4 game originally, you know? Oh, I mean, yes, Dead Island is not the greatest game in the world. I'll be honest with you. But me and my buddy Jay played that game religiously together, and it was fun. It was fun because I was playing it with somebody else, so that was cool. I like that you could mod your weapons. You could put, like, like gas on your, like, machete and make it, like, a fire machete. and So it, so it was kind of cool. I mean, the storyline, there's nothing there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Any of the quests, boring snooze fest. That was really pretty much just you know, I'm gonna roam around with my buddy and just smack zombies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it don't get any better than that, right? Um, next little story. Uh, this is more just for me since the last one was for Brandon. Um, AEW. This comes directly the from the ESRB. Um, AEW Fight Forever, AEW's upcoming wrestling game, uh, gets a T rating. Um, which I know they were kind of going back and forth because AEW tends to be a little bit more of a hardcore product versus WWE. They don't specialize in that. Like an e- it's not like an ECW or anything like that, but they do tend to have more, you know, blood in their matches, things like that. In fact, WWE, it's really rare to see blood now. Um, but uh, I don't know. That was just kind of all I saw um it's because they have like a lot of barbed wire matches and things like that you don't have that too much in wwe anymore you have the cage matches but not too much of that stuff um kind of exciting yeah i'm i don't know i hope it's good because it's going to be that more arcadey wrestling game i don't know i kind of go back and forth and if i like the semi wrestling games better or the arcadey ones because i do like the good smackdown games and those are more semi but then again i like no mercy which is more arcadey so look as long as I can drop a big TV on somebody's head in the back hallway, that's all I need. <laughs> oh, God. WWE Raw was so bad for the Xbox. So bad. And they made a second one. It was so bad. And they made a Raw 2. How did that get greenlit? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's good. Um, 
I'm glad that now they've got a rating because it means that that was kind of like their biggest holdup because for a while they were like, there's rumors that they were going to get a mature rating and AEW is fighting really hard against that because uh, a lot of teens and young younger kids do watch their products. So they figured it would be limiting yeah. for them to be able to, that's going to limit, you know, their sales. So uh, not too much more to report on that. Um, you, got, you got too much to say limit on that. their sales. Oh. Let's be honest, dude. The ESRB or whatever, like, is the uh, all right? I'm gonna say it because it needs to be said. It's a joke. Oh, I'm gonna make this game mature and it's gonna hurt my fan basis. No, it's not, especially not with parents now. The kid will be like, Ma, get me this game, right? Show yeah, up at that M and not know what that means and go, Sure, honey, and buy it for him, anyways. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I've we when Shauna used to work at Target, uh, Shauna's my wife. Uh, used to work at Target. She would in in their electronics department. She'd see parents coming all the time. It's like I'm buying my seven year old Grand Theft Auto. And it's like what the fuck? It's, you're yeah, the problem. Yeah. The games aren't the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> yeah, I like, mean that's you, the thing. Like the parents will just get it for them anyway. Like you and I are 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 obviously we have a video game podcast, so obviously we like games, but we're also parents. We don't like let our kids play stuff like that like i mean no i don't let like i did let no. violet watch a little bit of god of war but that's more like fantasy violence like and you're not killing actual humans but she doesn't watch me play grand theft auto or anything like that no yeah. i mean my kids watch me play god of war like you said it's more fantasy violence or whatever um but then again i mean me as a parent like i've had talks with my kids a lot about stuff like that so you know and to me i don't know about you but like to me them watching me play a game's a different a little bit different of a stance than me actually letting them have that game and playing it themselves i guess it right. may sound like a cop-out but i kind of feel like it's two different things right um next story um with it uh, has to do with pokemon stadium it comes from game rant um pokemon stadium on switch may be getting pokemon transfers um, I know initially when Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 uh, got added to the N64 console for the Switch, uh, they stated that there's no way to trade your Pokemon in. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever play Pokemon Stadium? Because I played a lot of Pokemon Stadium, even though I didn't have an N64. Uh, yeah. On the N64, bro. That was down. so I read it, sweet. Read that so many times for the video game store. It was great. Yeah, because it was the first time you got like really big like 3D Pokemon battles. Like, yeah, you see them in the new games now. But, like, that was the only way to get them back then was to, like, trade your Pokemon from your Game Boy games into that. Um, but apparently you couldn't do that because it was on the Switch. Um, now they're saying there might be a way to do it. Uh, now that they've added the Game Boy games and the Game Boy Advance games, if you play the Pokemon, if Pokemon games come out on that and you play those versions, you might be able to trade those to the N64 ones. So, unfortunately, the ones that you have in, like, Pokemon Home, which is supposed to be, like, their universal Pokemon app, uh, you're not going to be able to trade those <laughs> in there, which is, it, I don't know, that sounds just Nintendo enough to be right, because they, they fucking suck at, like, the online just portion Nintendo of everything. Enough. Well, dude, let's face it, like, the Nintendo online service, like, the fact that you need to be plugged into a phone app, a separate app to, like, chat and play Splatoon, like, that that to me and how much their online service has just been like two steps back since it like they launched that solution just sounds just Nintendo stupid enough to like 
that that's going to be the way to do it. You can't do it like by playing like Diamond or like the Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl remake. But if you play the oh no no that wouldn't count either because that's the DS one. So yeah no it would be like you can't trade it from Let's Go Pikachu even though it's a remake of Yellow. But if you play the Game Boy emulated version of Yellow and catch it in there, you can trade it in. I don't know. What do you think of that? <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be the new catchphrase. That sounds just Nintendo enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, you're right. They have been leagues behind with their online and stuff. So I love Nintendo. I love I'm Nintendo. Everything surprised. else. But that is like the one thing that they've always been bad at is their online stuff. Well, their eShop and everything is yeah. just the eShop's mm, even okay mm. too, but like everything else around it, like 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 I said, using a separate app to chat like through your yeah, consoles. Yeah, pretty rough. Uh, yeah. Uh this next story comes via GameSpot. Um, and you know, we can kind of talk about, you know, can we go two for two, Brandon? We kind of call the Nintendo Direct. Uh looks like PlayStation State of Play reportedly coming within a month before a bigger showcase before E3. That's the article reported by Steve Watts at GameSpot. Um, it seems like it's seems like it's been a little while since we've heard had any major stuff announced from Sony. So I don't know. I could see, you know, it says it's gonna I be a smaller it. one. They said their bigger one's gonna be probably closer to, to the E3 time window, like of June. But I don't know. What what do you think? I'm thinking we yeah, I think we I think we're due, you know. I'm yeah. excited. I'll be definitely excited if it for sure gets a like a confirmation. Well, and we think too that Xbox just had that event with Bethesda, that smaller one, uh, and then we had that Nintendo Direct. Maybe they're you know this was also reported by Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb too. So you got GameSpot and Giant Bomb reporting on it. That's two big outlets kind of saying that this is probably going to happen within the month, maybe a month or two. Um. So we'll see. We'll see if we can go two for two, Brandon. Get get a state of play. Sure. I would like to see another a state of play here soon, just because there's so many things. Like Sony's the one that like has been the quietest about everything this generation. I feel. Um, if we go two for two, I'm buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you like to see from a state of play? Now you now let pull your expectations back though, because if they're gonna have a bigger event, right right around E3 or before E3. Oh that's probably what they're going to save their big announcements for. What would be some like medium size to like medium big announcements that maybe you'd like to see? You already know. The only thing I want to see from PlayStation is that Final Fantasy Tactics Reborn fucking <laughs> logo. I don't even need a trailer. If I just see the logo, I, dude, I will freaking shit a golden brick, dude. Yeah. Like that. that's all I care about. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't expect to see, like, the next Spider-Man. That's probably going to be saved for E3. Um, yeah, right. I don't see, let's see, uh, that Wolverine game, maybe. But I could see that also being saved for the that E3 window. Um, I would like to see some more Square Enix stuff, because it seems like the Square Enix stuff doesn't get as big of a highlight. So, like, maybe, like, more out of Final Fantasy 16. Maybe I could see, I was going to say... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but they'll probably save that for E3 because that's not set to come out until this winter. Um, mm -hmm. This this next holiday, I should say. Um, so, I don't know. This is pie-in-the-sky dream for me, but I would like to see whatever the fuck Yoko Taro is working on. I don't know. Uh, I know he's got to be doing something. Is, 
it, that motherfucker's doing something. I, I, I just think that that he's always doing something. The next continuation after Automata, or before, or in the middle. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and here, give me, give me, give me those slapping soundtracks, bro. I'm ready. Nope. My here you go. Here's ready. here's the curveball. Here is Drakengard Four. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and it takes Dra- place and it takes place after Automata. <laughs> Drakengard 2 remake. Oh no. Well, <laughs> well, okay. If it's the version that Yoko Taro intended, sure. No, what the, what would be cool for me is that that time period between the end of Drakengard 1 and Near Replicant. Like when the virus is first when white coronation sy- syndrome is first spreading. That's what I want. Uh I want I want to know what's going on there. Or just give me something completely different. I don't care, Yokotaro. Give me something. Give me something more than like a car game or a phone gotcha game. Because I know you're working on those two, and that, that's fine. You can make that. I understand it's probably giving you great money and great funding for the next game. But I please, please give me like a snippet of what you're working on next. It's going to be Dragon Dark Guard 2 remake. They're going to make the graphics look great. But when you're flying the dragon, it's going to be the same frame rate. Okay, but that was in Dragon Guard 3 that had the bad frame rate. Dumb frames, no. Yeah, I would no. I would no. Dragon Guard one and three remake. I would pay for two. Forget to even happen. Like, but Dragon Guard one and three. If those got a remake, I'd be all about that. But that's like pie in the sky. I don't think that's happening. That's just more nah. fever dream. Um, um, Metal Gear Solid the original remake. Ooh, yeah, that might that could be or Metal Gear Solid being added to the collection. Because yeah, they did say they're going to talk about uh, uh, other collection stuff. Uh, uh, that would be cool. I did see uh, that. Uh, did you see that Legend of Dragoons getting added? Uh, I did. I got super happy. I'd be way more excited if it was a Legend of Dragoon remake <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. we've all been waiting for that. Here we, you know, here <laughs> we are at the top of the podcast talking about, I wish they would take more chances than me and you sitting. I wish they'd do some more remakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited for that because for one, I never finished Legend of Dragoon. Um, and that was a dude, that was one of those like low key, like, you know, it didn't come from like a big production company. I don't f- feel like, you know what I mean? And like that game slapped, dude. The combat was cool with the little combo button mashing you could do and stuff. Oh my God, dude. Oh, right. Um, Next little small story about Call of Duty. Uh, we're not the biggest Call of Duty fans here, but we should report on it because it's like the biggest fucking selling thing ever. Um, There was rumors originally saying that they were going to take a year off or the next Call of Duty would be like an expansion. Um. Well, they have just confirmed that Call of Duty will be a full premium release in 2023. Uh, and this is according to GameSpot. Uh, but it might not be a full game. So, I don't know what the fuck that means anymore. Um, I did see somewhere that, oh, it was Bloomberg saying that, <laughs> that even though Modern Warfare 2 was like the best-selling Call of Duty in a while, like one of the best ones that they've had, uh, it still didn't make the people happy at Activision. Even though it was like hitting record numbers and yada yada yada, uh, I think that might have part of like their war zones being like free, so more people are just like playing Warzone now. Uh, but Spoiler I don't. Alert, it's really just a new season for Warzone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I've stopped playing Call of Duty a while ago, even though I know that this recent one did really well. 
um in comparison to like the previous ones um uh that would make it okay so they kind of rotate between developers um that would mean that if modern warfare 2 was infinity ward that would mean this time around would have to be sledgehammer because it's always infinity ward sledgehammer uh treyarch treyarch always does the black ops games uh uh infinity ward always did uh the modern warfare games and did some of the older world war ii ones then sledgehammer did they helped go on ghosts they did advanced warfare which i liked advanced warfare and then they did the newest call of duty world war ii and i think infinite warfare um so they kind of rotate that's how they get a call of duty out every year is they got three studios working on them um, um so i think it's sledgehammer's turn uh which their last one was world war ii what um, was the last Call of Duty game that came out? Uh, was it Modern Warfare 2? Modern Warfare 2 was the newest one, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. And that was Infinity Ward. Oh, oh, no, wait. It actually says uh, the next game by Treyarch is coming out. Yeah, so, okay. The next game by Treyarch is coming out in 2024 with paid expansion by Sledgehammer this year. Paid premium mm. expansion. So, yeah, it's Sledgehammer's turn. Um, so... I think the last one that they did was Vanguard because Vanguard was the one before that. And then Black Ops 4 was before that or was Black Ops Cold War because Black Ops Cold War was before that. That would be Treyarch. So it was Treyarch. So yeah, that would put it on track. Oh, it's so hard to fucking keep track of. Keep track of. <laughs> like, like, Jesus many. Christ. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've always like, I still kind of dip. I shouldn't say that I hate Call of Duty. I used to play them a lot and I still dip my toe in them every now and then when they're like free. Um, I liked the sledgehammer offerings of call. Like I liked advanced warfare and I liked the call of duty world war two, but not Vanguard. Um, I don't know. So maybe we'll see something decent there. I don't know. What do you think? I know you're not really the biggest call of duty guy, but, um, honestly, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I'm not going to completely hate on them, but to me, I liked old school style, right? Like where you've got, um, just like the regular multiplayer, like, honestly, like the Warzone stuff, like kind of, I'm not a big battle royale guy. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I've played a couple yeah. of them there. They don't do it for me. You know, bring yeah. me back to the old school stuff where I can just slay people and call it good. Yeah, and I like the objective game types. Actually, I like playing like domination and hard point. Yeah, domination. And, I and, love uh, domination. It's because I, I I used to play in tournaments, so you've never played team deathmatch in tournaments. It was always or, um, um, it was demolition. Always, yeah, it was always capture the flag, not demolition in this one because demolition you respawn. They always did search and destroy. Um, oh, that didn't have is, yeah. that didn't have the respawns. Demolition was the one that just gave you respawns. Um, mm-hmm. And search and destroy, you just had the one life. But the game types were always capture the flag, search and destroy. Domination was sometimes in there. Hard point was in there. Um, it was always your objective type. So I always like playing, but, but same concept of like playing a team deathmatch, something like that. Like you got two teams up against each other and you're just going that I've always liked that better than the war zone stuff. So I'm right there with mm-hmm. you. Um, second to last story here. We got a bad news story and a good news story. Uh, this comes from games radar, uh, years after leaving Activision, which is ending full remote work. Bungie's made the best Destiny 2 season ever entirely remotely. So Activision is ending its work at work at home policy permanently. Um after, you know, seeing that, you know, tons of people can work totally fine from home. 
Um, they're they're ending that. Uh, and you know, Bungie that used to work under Activision was working with Activision on Destiny for a while. Um, just launched its best season ever, and they did it a hundred percent work at home. So you've kind of got two conflicting narratives here that you know Activision saying, "Oh, it doesn't work," but Bungie being like, "Yeah, yeah it does." Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, honestly, after the pandemic and all that stuff happened, like worldwide, if anything's proven anything, like work from home is entirely possible. Lots of businesses were doing a hundred percent work from home. I get possibly having to have people come in at least once a week or something like that. Sure. But like just getting completely get rid of it. I'm not okay with that. Like, why I mean, we, we won't say where we work but even our job offers work from home options like you have options yeah. to where you could work from home and it's work it's so convenient to be able to just saves you money on gas like it it's it, i it works really for everybody i think and if you can prove that you still can be just as productive at home if not in some cases more productive like in the more case of Bungie, more productive yeah like like i said it says here that Bungie made their entire next season in t- like 100% remote. So that shows me that it can work. Um mm-hmm. but then this is Activision we're talking about. <laughs> Activision's been doing so much shit lately where it's like oh we're not paying employees, we're harassing employees, we're <laughs> you know, that just it, work from home away from home. Yeah, we're just it just this just seems like another knock in like the yep, I'm not surprised like that this is happening. Um Last story, uh, like I said, shorter pod this week, uh, but last story, it's good news. Uh, this comes of Euro, through uh, Eurogamer. Uh, Sega commits to a 30% pay ra- a raise for all existing staff to strengthen its global competitiveness. So here's another example of a trend that we've been seeing, you know, like how we talked, you know, on the last podcast, the podcast before that, Western developers seem to be laying off people and, you know, cutting staff while the Japanese developers are like, not only are we keeping people, we're giving everybody raises. Um, that back your employees, man. I mean, and you know, and you know, the Japan is known to be a pretty conservative society too. They don't have like the best track record with like, you know, like as far as like, you know, a lot of people are still overworked over there, but the fact that they're like seeing like that, you know, with inflation and everything, um, that they need to just, you know, now's not the time to be laying people off i guess is what is is the big thing um yeah that, so that's awesome uh and it says this quote here's we are reforming so that employees can maximize their potential in a comfortable environment so i think they just don't want their employers to to really w- worry um even if it's not even even though 30 percent doesn't sound like a lot i mean that's something no, but, peace of mind man that's a huge relief for people yeah um yeah that's kind of all I have. Do you, do you got, I probably don't got much for the week other than that. That's all the news I have. It really wasn't, really wasn't much. No, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't really have a whole lot else. Okay. Well, uh, what are your plans for the week? Um, what do you think of your um, plan? Or maybe it's a short streaming? week for us because we got uh, tomorrow off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm really going to do any streaming this week because I got the kids this week. Okay. Um, Anything you can uh, tell us that you're gonna still be playing? Uh, I'm still, I'm still gonna be cracking at Tactics Ogre for sure because I want to okay. finish it. I want to see 
these end dungeons, you know, Coda, Palace of the Dead, stuff like that, the challenge run stuff. I want to get into that. Um, we did do, do, we got two rounds in with my Gloomhaven group today, so that was cool. Uh, retired my character, my brother retired his character, Jaws of the Lions. We're, we're, or, uh, not Jaws of the Lions, Walls of Jericho. We <laughs> are killing it. Uh, my buddy Slick did get me the DLC for it, the Jaws of the Lion DLC for my birthday, so shout out to Slick. I appreciated that. Um, might do some more of that this coming weekend or something, depending on people's schedules and stuff. And then for sure, probably I will get at least one stream in this coming weekend. Okay, cool. Um, I plan on probably playing God of War a little bit more off stream, so hopefully we can talk about that on the next podcast a little bit more. Um, I want to get back to season, uh, so I want to stream that. I don't know if I'll put any more video up on the Black Box channel, but it'll be streaming on my channel, so be sure to be keeping an eye on that. Um, other than that, I think I'm going to still be doing Fire Emblem, maybe on stream, maybe off stream. I'm even going to probably bring it into work um, and play it on my lunch break um, since it's on my Switch. So. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my plan is just keep chipping away at those. Um, and then, like I said, Stranger of Paradise is probably going to be the next big thing that I play because releases for me are going to be slowing down a little bit. Uh, I think my next big release is not going to be until Final Fantasy 16 comes out. That's going to be my next big pickup. Uh, and that's not until June. Um, but yeah, so, uh, if you want to email us, our email is, uh, at blackboxsignalpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at uh, underscore Black Box Signal on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitch at Black Box Signal. Uh, and Brandon, where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash me with an H at the end. Or I'm pretty active on Twitter, um, also at me with an H at the end. And you can follow me at Chasing underscore Chase on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitch at ChasingChaseTV. Um, and as always, we'll be here next Sunday with some more video game news. We'll see if we got a longer one. We'll see. It's been a little bit short. You know what? Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy some of your Sunday back, you know? Um, this has been Black Box Signal, and as always, stay safe, comrades. Mm -hmm.